share life stories of various individuals to inspire and educate. You're listening to Anecdotes, a podcast hosted by two millennials, Timothy and Vance. Thank you for joining us on this learning journey. Let's discover our why together. Welcome to episode 15 of Anecdotes. This is a show where we share inspiring stories and learn how to become better each day, one anecdote at a time. I'm Vance, and as usual, I'm joined by my co-host, Timothy. For this episode, we did a recap of the previous episode where we had a chat with Jason Teo, the screenwriter at Jewel Productions, a Singapore video production house. We talked about a few key learning points we gathered from the chat and discussed them in more detail. The first point, how everyone doesn't need to create, but we should all contribute in ways we can. Second, why followers are as important as leaders, and last but not least, if you, ca- if you want to get anything done at all, screw judgment from others. I'm writing a total of three articles to further expand on the points, and you may read them at theanecdotes.net slash blog. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes or Google Play or anywhere you get your podcasts from. So this week, we're going to do an episode recap of the previous week's conversation with Jason Teo, screenwriter for Jewel Productions. Really enjoyed it. Yep. Yeah, I guess my laughter also kind of... Yes, <laughs> a lot of... Uh, once again, we apologize for <laughs> excessive <laughs> laughter into the mic and excessive clearing of the throat. Yeah, I, 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 <laughs> I just have a very bad. I no, don't know. you said you were nervous. No, I wasn't nervous. You honestly. said you do that only when you are nervous or something. Oh no, I yeah, I did that only when I'm nervous. But last week my throat was really quite bad. I mean, I wasn't nervous when when talking to Jason, obviously. Oh, really? I okay. wasn't, but in fact, I felt like kind of met someone Similar. from the same world in a different planet. We are from the same that planet. That makes sense. Okay. <laughs> Maybe, okay, to put it in perspective, it felt like we were from Mars. Then we came onto Earth and we suddenly met. Because it's hard to find someone. Something so much in common. So much in common, yes, in Singapore. So, someone who actually I mean, even finding someone who actually likes to write is so difficult and rare, actually. Yeah, I mean, even in uh, other countries, there are not many people who like to write. So, writers are quite rare nowadays just because, you know, people just think that photography, videography... is a new medium. Yeah, it's a better medium to communicate an idea, which is true, yes, but you still cannot ignore that even... Even a video, you need a script. That's <laughs> why Jason came in. <laughs> I mean, that's why Jason comes in. Yeah. So. And I think both of you are similar because you both are the how person. Yeah. Like you mentioned, he doesn't come up with original content that much. And I really appreciate his honesty, you know, coming out forth and just saying that. Because I would think that there are people scriptwriters, screenwriters, who would say that without them, the production wouldn't be able to go on because just because they wouldn't have a blueprint or an idea how the video should go. But he came out very he came out very straightforward. That he's not a creative person. No, he's sense. a creative person but he's not someone who come out with the innovate the very original original ideas for whatever video content they're coming out with. Yeah. I think it's because he... <laughs> An interesting fact about him was during secondary school, he was so into Jason Bourne shit 
Like he was into Jason Bourne, you know? James Bond, you mean? Jason Bond. Jason Bond? The last... There's this series la. Really? By Matt Damon. Oh, Is it Matt Damon? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So apparently he's like, oh, see it, uh, like, very like, snipery kind of stuff. La. I don't really know much about Jason Bond. Okay. Yeah, but he's he was into it lah. So he imagined himself as a... Some secret CIA agent <laughs> or something. <laughs> so I think yeah, that's why. And he was into Counter Strike also uh, in the past. Yeah. Okay. So I think that's where his interest really lies. But I'm not sure about now. I guess I mean from the videos I don't know, from Rubaker it's kind of like action. I mean most of yeah. Most of the videos are like action, so I guess it it, it falls quite Closely, close to what he is yeah. really interested in. Because I, I imagine he's a fan of action films, action movies. Mm. Basically anything with you know people fighting or some sort of fast paced kind of video, you know, not so much about uh maybe melodrama, war, biographical Yeah. I don't think of it. Steven Spielberg came out with blockbusters. Mostly, I think, mostly action and... But not so much about... It, it's mostly fast-paced. No, it's mostly... Because blockbusters, they have to constantly grip the audience. Yeah, so... Yeah, I guess that's why he likes action kind of films. Yeah, but probably changes changed already. I'm not sure. But still, was very thankful that he came onto the show, yeah. and he also did a shout out on his Facebook page as well, which kind of garnered us the most number of <laughs> downloads. Yeah. Yeah, the most downloaded episode ever. Yeah, when when the numbers are not so embarrassing, I I think we should post a you know the the number of page views, a counter or something. I, mean, I haven't installed Google Analytics. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> no, don't worry. I will. Uh, I will do it. Yeah. It's actually quite simple. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, we should we should post our stats just so that we accountable to everyone. You know, we can't have the show constantly at you well, know stagnant and everything. It I don't depends, know. Depends, I mean, like, need ask yourself, who are you doing this for? Are you doing this for? Are you doing this for the page views? Are you doing this to get more traction, or are you just really just doing this for fun and stuff like that? I don't know. But for me, it's I hope for it to grow, but yeah, obviously mm. it will take time. Definitely. And more often than not, I think it's very important that I'm enjoying the process, man. Like this whole journey of recording every every weekend and. Getting your voice to sound more articulate. Better and better, hopefully. Yeah, it's yeah. very rewarding, actually. And ultimately, hopefully, we'll still be able to do this every week. Because uh. I'm not sure what my future jobs, my future job will entail. We will definitely work something out. Uh. Yeah. I mean, even if we have to meet up on a weekday after yeah. work. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we can do it. It's all about prioritizing. Yep. Yeah. 
So and yeah, it's like so applicable to anyone that's listening to this. Yeah. We did this not because mm, we did this not because we want to make something huge out of it, <laughs> but more like we know that this is what we want to do, so we just did it. Well, technically, it I didn't know that this what what was I. I wasn't like hundred percent sure. I wanted to do this. I just wanted to try. Yeah. And then through trying, I realized that I enjoy it so much. So I don't think it's like so far. For any decision that I have made in my life, I haven't like hundred percent sure that this is it. Actually, actually, that's I I, I guess yeah. that's a good way to live also. Like so there's still a down. certain element of uncertainty mm. behind every decision. Because there's never one decision that was made that was made with hundred percent certainty. Also, maybe because yeah, I was a bit of a risk taker, <laughs> I guess. Or I just thought I had nothing to lose. That's why. Yeah, it's just technically you don't have anything to lose. Uh, it just as time and money. Yeah. And I guess you can reference back to what Jason said also. Because when I asked him, like, yeah. did he, yeah, he did he have to think, or was he sure that he wanted to do this and everything? He wasn't. Yeah. He wasn't. Because I just can do it. I mean, yeah, he, he just tried and, you know, he just worked out and just continued doing it. I mean, who knows? No one knows what will come out of it. Just like any other successful products out there that are in the market, people can definitely say in hindsight that, oh, if I, if I had known that Facebook would have been so successful. I would have <laughs> invested invested in their stock when yeah. they were like less than a dollar. I mean, sure. <laughs> but the thing is, yeah, la, that is one, but I think believe that ultimately we need to believe wholly 100% in what we are doing as mm. well. If not, you lose focus and you start drifting. Yeah. Okay, believe 100%, but certainty, you don't yeah, have to be yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, there's a good way to sum it up, actually. Okay, maybe believe hundred and ten percent or even more. Yeah. It would be even better, so that at least you know you are. At least you don't. You take out the doubt, the self doubt part. Mm. Although self doubt will definitely creep in sometime. I'm pretty sure when. All the time. Yeah. Actually. I'm pretty sure when Jason, you know, when he started out as a scriptwriter, when you were not, they were, they were not, when they were not earning money or not earning much through all their video productions I'm pretty sure he would have at some question point question his yeah. what am I doing all this for what's the purpose but I guess luckily it worked out for him I think less than maybe 3 to 5 years I think yeah he's been in this for some time already since, his, since army right so yeah, yeah. it's at least been 3 to 5 years and I guess it helps to have a full-time job because he works at the British Council yeah. doing customer service. It helps to have a full-time job. At least it pays the bills. At least it yeah. keeps it alive. You know. <laughs> and on top of room. it, he's um, paying his own rent as well. Yeah. So that's quite remarkable. It is. Uh, I mean, it may not seem much to people living overseas like Americans because they're what 16 or 18 they move out already right yeah and for us at the age of 25 we're still being sheltered uh, living a very privileged <laughs> lifestyle 
it's not just Asians uh, I guess I mean largely Singaporeans are more uh, considered more sheltered Asians yeah because even in China I mean I don't know I don't know China that well but I know the Chinese they have to I mean as a man you have to go out and earn money for your, for your family you know, give allowance to your parents and everything that's the Asian culture even in Malaysia some th- a country that is just beside us a lot of young adults when they're, when they're still in their teens late teens they have to work maybe in Singapore yeah just like my girlfriend she had to come all the way to Singapore to work it's, mm. it's, it's actually quite something that you know, I, I will always admire, admire and okay. appreciate that because she came to Singapore to work that's why we could work things out and everything so Jason being I would consider Jason as an outlier honestly the fact that he you know he came out lived on his own in the storeroom doing <laughs> his own thing you know doing his own thing but he also have a man- he maintained a full time job so that he you know he's still in touch with reality and everything to sustain himself yeah to leave his treasure <laughs> yeah it's it's not something that a lot of people can do honestly. it might not seem a lot to me, it's very commendable. Yeah, it is. Imagine having your schedule packed to the brim every day. Because if you're not working, you'll probably be writing. Mm. And if yeah. you're not writing, you'll probably be filming. Yep. And yeah, that's why I was very thankful that he came down to spend that one to two hours with us. Yeah, it tells a lot about his... about what kind of person he is. Yeah, I mm. guess so. I guess he also believes in the cause and everything. And he's sure that we are not like some you know <laughs> nonsense or like here to scare like people. Is funny, uh, to be honest. I didn't knew he was so funny. So that was <laughs> pretty interesting. <laughs> like I thought I was okay, I'm not very funny, but I do have s- I can make some people laugh. Yeah. But he's able to well, probably his kind of humor is very Applicable to everyone, I think. That and well he also we kinda He points out a lot of funny things in life that we take for granted. Example. Like I mean even from from whatever that he he a uh, Joe Productions film. But more of what he said, I would say that uh you know the the kinds of he, he adds, you know, some some of his thoughts inside when say subscribe or this kind of thing, right? <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, that's that's the kind of thing that people would say in their minds at least, you know? Yeah. He's just yeah. he's just like vocalizing his thoughts. <laughs> so it's something that sure. at the right time, you know, the right kind of thing that you say and uh, everything. Yeah. It's just I think it's a kind of I don't know, I can't really describe it right now. But yeah. Like he seems like he's someone who has been on air before and probably mm. hosted a number of events or MC so yeah, I could tell from the way he, sp- he spoke. And those are normally what people would say when they're on air, right? <laughs> on the radio, yeah, I guess, yeah. Or when they're emceeing. Yeah. Yeah, it it might seem embarrassing at a point of time, but as long as you can get one or two laughs out of it, right, it's fine, right? 
You don't need to have the whole crowd. Yeah, and me. when I praise him, he was like, oh, I'm going to cry uh, and all uh, that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, something to learn from. And yeah, Jason, if you're hearing this, don't 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 feel too, you know, flattered at everything because <laughs> well, it is true. And I guess people you have to praise people for things that they really done well. I think that's needed. To show our appreciation also, you know, for helping us and everything. Mm. Yeah, we're not just saying this just so that to make me happy, but you know, <laughs> we're genuinely we're we're genuine about it. Yeah, yeah, give credit when credit is due, right? They yeah. they always say that. So that's uh fifteen minutes in. Enough about Jason. <laughs> so what else do you or something interesting? Okay, so there are there are a few points that I I, I want to bring up. Uh. Okay, one point being the one that I just wrote. And if you're hearing this and if you want to read something that that I wrote, then you can go ahead and read it on theanecdotes.net slash blog. So I wrote I I just wrote one article about this point where he says that, you know, it's not about your con your creation, but more like your contributions. Mm. So you don't have to be someone who came up with a lot of original ideas, invent something, make a huge dent in the world to actually be someone who has contributed to society. You just need to do your part, you know, where you can. So if let's say you are a cook, make sure you cook well for people. Don't give you a food poisoning. Don't allow cockroaches to infest your kitchen and everything. I mean, those kind of standard stuff. So even though your cooking might only have touched maybe thousands or tens of thousands of people in your lifetime, but the fact that the fact that you fed all these people, made their day, made them feel good, fill their stomachs, give them value for money and everything, that is in it a contribution to society. If you were not there to cook, people wouldn't have been able to, I mean those tens of thousands of people wouldn't have been able to have food for the day or at least, you know, you give them a choice. I think a contribution, no matter whether it's big or small, is still a contribution. Yeah. Yeah, I mean like, for example, like you, you cooking and maybe sweeping the floor, like if you are actually doing a bit to help your whole your whole household, like even washing the dish, you may not do a bulk of it, but just cleaning up after yourself is still contribution, uh. Yeah. And a lot of people are always searching for that big thing, like oh, make a revolutionary product. But sometimes we fail to forget that. It's the little things that matter mm. as well. I think everyone wants to have this big thing because they know that when you have this big thing... I'll be remembered. I'll, I am significant. Yes. And if you only have a small contribution like cooking, sweeping the floor, washing the dishes, something that seems so mundane, as Jason would put it, an accountant... I mean, who remembers accountants, right? Not many people will remember a company for their accountant or anything because they're always behind the scenes. But just because you're behind the scenes, 
doesn't mean that your contribution means nothing to people. And I think that people like Jason, he recognizes the effort and he shows his appreciation to the accountant, to people who are behind the scenes. And those actually mean a lot to these, pe to these people. I don't know if you, you've ever, or anyone have ever commended someone who is always behind the scenes, never ever at the, at the front line, never ever showing their faces, but they get commended for it, they get praised for it. You should see their faces. Mm. Honestly, it's like, it, it, I mean, when we commended Jason for his work, for Jewel Productions, he never appeared in, he seldom appeared in their videos, right? He probably did one or two in yeah. a very like extra in a cameo kind of cameo kind of role, right? Yeah. But the fact that we 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 rec we commended him for you know coming out with the script and everything, or even just just being a part of the team, you know, just making a difference by contributing to the team. I'm pretty sure he really feels appreciated. I mean, the fact that when he said that you know writers don't get the credit. Yeah, and uh, where do you get your inspiration from? And that's where the moment where he say, "What's my agent?" I've been waiting for someone to ask me that. Yeah, yeah, but you see, that's the thing. For you to even ask that shows that you actually employ a lot of empathy in the way you think. Because I didn't think that way. I didn't think of that question. Mm -hmm. That thought never crossed my mind. Or it could probably be because you know a bit more about film and then like that's yeah, where that thing that lies la. but mm. for you to ask that and to show it shows that you have empathy uh. like you're able to think from his perspective on what really matters to him yeah and think mm, most people would think that that is something to be commended you know having empathy and everything but I think that it's is it is necessary for everyone to have at least some sort of empathy Especially to those people who you, whom you want to build a relationship with, who matter to you. You sound like Gary V now. Why? Because <laughs> that's what he's been saying. Really? Empathy, humility, and patience. Yeah, those are important stuff. I mean. Uh, yeah, you don't build a relationship and then sell, and try to hook him on your first visit. Yeah. You need to employ humility, have patience, empathy, and then slowly, and then sell him after a few visits. You yep. don't, you don't get, it's a long game, you don't get, it's like, you don't get the girl on the first date. <laughs> or maybe some do, if you are really good, I think. But, the thing is, a lot of things, we are rushing into things all the time. Like, of course, we don't expect one million downloads <laughs> in uh, a few months. But at least it's picking up, right? And I am certainly not complaining. And I know it will only get better mm. when we get more comfortable with interviewing people, getting more distinguished guests. Not saying that the guests before that are not distinguished. But they are part of the process, of the journey into us getting a bigger audience and getting more famous people on board. Yeah, and as much as people, okay, some people might actually compare, you know, this guest is more famous than the other guest and what, <laughs> then, hey, so which guest will give, give, give you more 
more downloads and kind of thing. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter because those every one of them are contributing in their own way. Yes. And they have their own unique set train of thought. And we have so much to learn from anybody's perspective. Yeah, including the listeners. So reviews and everything I appreciate yeah, that. So <laughs> send us reviews. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I just I just think that mm, although although this journey might not exactly be, you know, smooth and well, even smooth still actually. <laughs> yeah, I mean I, okay, of course it depends how you look at it. Because yeah. like have you ever faced any problem yet? Apart from I mean recording, those are small stuff. Yeah, right? technical problems. But other than that, I guess the com- the, the 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 conversations went quite well, s- more smoothly than I expected, and it also helps to not have uh, huge expectations. Uh, you know, yeah. so you can always be impressed, be always be surprised. But yeah, we're eternally grateful to all. Our Guests so far, and all our future guests as well. Yeah, and yeah, we always remember the twentieth guest mark. We get Brian Victor. Yeah, from Misfits. So he's just a, just a small shout out because he's been a he's been an inspiration for us. Not just you know, but that's not just by listening to his work mm. and watching his videos, but. Also, he was willing to meet us. Yeah, and uh, it, it meant a lot. Yeah, and to it kind of gave us a, a direction, a purpose, of t- as to how this podcast would become actually. Yeah, and how to help people. So uh, more importantly, because Brian's podcasts helped us, helped us, and also I'm pretty sure helped a, a lot of people. You know, at least have a fresher perspective of, you know, even if you are in this because most unconventional people, I mean people who go the unconventional path, which is the main theme for in him. yeah, for various podcasts, for most people who go the un- unconventional path, you will face a lot of self doubt, a lot of problems of society, and also f- from people around you because just because they care for you and you know the unconventional path there's so there's so much so many uncertainties the chances of you failing is so much higher than any chance of you even surviving let alone success right so but all these people that he bring on board to the podcast you know should give their perspective of the unconventional path that they t- they took and actually how enriching it could be even though they faced with many problems Failures even, but they ultimately made it because they made it possible through their own efforts, and that is very inspiring. Yeah, and uh, his recent guest was actually Shigashi. You know who's that? Nope. So Please tell. He's the one of the notable Singaporean rappers around. Okay. You don't know him? Um, I'm not a rap person. <laughs> I don't like rap. Okay. But yeah la. I mean he's someone who actually made it through his effort la. And he's around my age, I think. Oh. Because he was in the same year as me in SP. He was in Mass Comp. 
So was he rapping already at that point yeah. of time? So he was doing gigs and everything at that mm. point of time. Okay. And now he's like into producing content, like video content and stuff like that. Directing his own music video. So pretty interesting. I haven't actually listened to the full episode. But I'll probably listen when I have the time. So I don't know where's what's Brian doing now. <laughs> Maybe in Japan or something. <laughs> Uh, he, he he himself is a misfit or an unconventional person. Yep. Well, what he shared with us so far is that he actually asked him, have you ever worked for someone full-time in your life? He's like, no. <laughs> all I did was part-time work at most. Yeah. And other than that, he was doing all his own stuff. So he was, he was actively finding clients, you know, making, making his own living out of his own efforts out of his own ideas and through his own and I would say most of it through his contacts his his courage against you know uncertainty and all the odds against him so okay another point another point that uh, I'm actually I'm actually in the midst of writing. So another another point that Jason, okay, our our previous episodes guest mentioned was that he thinks that leaders are overrated and followers are uh, mostly ignored or even disregarded. Mm. So what he said is actually very true because when I mean, you think about it whenever you ask anyone who do you remember whenever they mention any name they s- they are always you know the leader of some cause or some organization some brand or anything so it was never someone who actually works in the back in the back behind the scenes I similar to the previous point yeah it's like when we talk about notable brands we only remember the face behind it like Virgin is Steve Branson. Richard Branson, sorry. Yeah, Richard Branson. And then Apple is Steve Jobs. And Amazon is what? Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos. And what? The value investing is Warren Buffett. Yeah. So, but we never remember the support person, the person that's actually helping them. Yes. Like, we don't remember Steve wasn't Aki and then wasn't... Tim Cook. Tim yeah, Tim Cook. I mean, no one knew I Tim Cook existed until, until Steve Jobs yeah. died. And look, I don't uh. even know who's the one behind Richard Branson's success. Yeah. Either. And Warren Buffett. I don't know. He either. has his partner, Charlie Munger. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. So, there's a thing. But Charlie Munger is, is popular as well, right? He's, he's also popular, but of course, people... W- because only remember. Yeah, people people will only like try to attribute the success of Berkshire Hathaway, his multi billion dollar company, to Warren Buffett. Yeah. When in fact Charlie Munger was actually one of the one of the important pillars that mani- that that managed to persuade Warren Buffett in a lot of his decisions. So this was actually admitted by Warren Buffett himself. 
but of course, you know, Warren Buffett fans wouldn't want to talk about that because they are, you know, only Warren Buffett fans. Yeah, and it reminded me of something that I watched uh, over the last few days. Mm-hmm. Which is Glow. It's a, a oh, series by Netflix. Netflix. Yeah. It's actually about glorious ladies of wrestling. Yeah. So in that show, it just points out clearly that for anybody to be successful, like for even, like for a good person to be successful, he needs a supporting cast. Yes. He needs someone to play the bad guy so that he will look good. Yes. So And that's applicable to anything, like whatever that we have mentioned earlier. Because if you don't have someone to play the bad guy, then how are you going to showcase that you are a good person? And they call the bad guy the heel. And actually, most credit should be, be given to the heel, actually, because being a bad person is not easy. I think anyone has a bad nature. Yeah. And most of us are really good natured in some sense. For you to portray someone that's entirely not you, that's very difficult. Yes, and I guess in, in recent years, people are paying more attention to those to the to the actors and actresses who play the bad guy. Yeah. To play the the supporting the antagonist. Cast, yeah. The yeah. And the, and even the supporting cast, yes. Yeah. Without the supporting cast the lead actor will not be able to stand out. Stand or out, yes. Yeah. It's just like in business also. If I mean arguably there are some businesses that can be run by one person. But in the long run, for a business to be really successful, to be huge, to expand and to grow, you need, you need a team. De- yeah, you need someone to delegate yes. what you're not good at. And that's where, you know, people need to appreciate not just the leader, but also the followers. <laughs> so, I guess that's, that's, that's very applicable for most people because... If you're working in a huge company, whenever people remember your company's brand or anything, they will say that, oh, it's that person's company or whoever, whoever. But they never ever remember, you know, the employees, the staff who actually made the, who actually were in charge of the operations. Yeah. If there's no one in charge of operations, I mean, mean there won't be any company. To put it, to perspective the leader is just responsible for the vision yes that's all and it's up to the followers to act on the vision yes and of course of course you cannot downplay the leader's ability to find the right followers of course you cannot downplay that yeah but it's just that the chances of people downplaying the followers the employees the staff the team members and giving all the credit to the leader, to the CEO, to the visionary is a lot higher. Yeah. So, we're just saying that, or, or rather, Jason is just saying that it's okay even if you're a follower. Yeah. It's not saying that uh, if, even if you don't contribute to society or even if you don't come up with your own thing, it's okay. But more like, as long as you're doing something that you believe in, as long as you're believing in a cause, contributing your best. You don't have to worry about, you know, not making a huge dent in the universe. Not everyone can. Yeah, if everyone makes a dent, then (laughs) the world will crumble. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. 
it's all it all boils down to self awareness. Well, mm. it's a good thing that after Jason coming into the show, you realize that, or maybe you known this earlier. I'm not sure uh-huh. that uh, maybe you you are someone who likes to follow. I don't know. Yeah, I would say it would be great if I can really find a cause that I can be the the whole person. Because, well, in my free time, I don't think about a lot of original ideas. I always think about how to improve, you know, current existing stuff. And I always catch myself doing that, even though I consciously want to think of new ideas. Because, you know, you when you want to write, it always helps that you can get come up with new ideas, original ideas to talk about. But the problem is, it's only through reading that I can actually find something, oh, actually this is a, this is an interesting thought. And this certain perspective hasn't been written by someone else. So I, maybe you can try to write in this way that could actually appeal to people. So I'm more like a perspective person rather than an idea person, to put it simply. Mm. Yeah. And, well, Jason just made it clearer for me because I would say most writers, not book authors or... Because book authors are usually people who did something already, then they did, then they wrote a book. A lot... There aren't many authors who has done nothing in their life and just write. Not many. <laughs> Maybe Stephen King. Maybe... Uh, J.K. Rowling. J.K. Rowling. What's the other person's name? I forgot the other person really, but he is supposedly the most prolific writer in all of writing history. And you don't know the name. I forgot. <laughs> because it's, it's not easy to remember, honestly. Stephen King and J.K. Rowling is easy to remember. In fact, I nearly forgot J.K. Rowling's name. But anyway, I don't even know what J.K. stands for, so... <laughs> oh, yeah, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> so, think about it. It's not easy to remember their names, okay? But anyway... Most authors, or rather, most best-selling authors, there are people who did business or did something else, and they write about it. So in that sense, there aren't many writers who are really original, original thinkers. Yeah. I mean, there's a good reason why there aren't so many original writers here, because there can only be. I think a proportion of leaders to followers is one is to ten. Maybe even more, I don't know. Or maybe one right. is 200, yeah. yeah. Or maybe, yeah. There can't be too many leaders. Because like, yeah. what happens if there are so many people going in different directions? So what <laughs> happens? <laughs> maybe so stretched out. Yeah. Yeah. We need to have, I guess, a huge portion of, a huge portion of the population, they, they kind of know that they don't really have like a clear vision. But sometimes when you follow a leader who has it who gives has a vision, purpose. It gives them purpose, yes. yes. But it's not easy to find a good leader, of course. I mean I'm, I believe most of us know that. You know No, but how do you know that leader is good or not also? Yeah, that's right, precisely. And I guess good or bad is also subjective. Yeah. So either way the I mean, in a nutshell, it's just to say that don't don't be, don't don't beat yourself to don't beat yourself up too much, even if you're not an idea person, because there there can only be a limited amount of ideas in this world. 
as much as there are many possibilities, but a single idea can have many, many variations. So as long as you're able to innovate instead of invent, <laughs> innovation over invention, because... Jonathan, it sounds the same. That's what I felt when I read. So <laughs> like, so what's the difference between innovate and invent? Probably you need to shed some light on that. Yeah, okay. So invention, great inventors are people like Thomas Edison. Who came up with the light bulb, right? And arguably people say that Steve Jobs is an inventor, but he knows and he always tell he always sells himself as an innovator. So the smartphone, I guess it was first created in Japan or something, if I'm not wrong. Yeah. But it never really took off because it wasn't marketed that well. So it was it was only when Apple made it made, you know, touchscreen smartphones a thing. But people thought that, you know, Apple is the inventor of smartphones, but they are not. They're not the inventor of smartphones yeah, or even like touchscreen phones. I mean, like, to go one step before that, it was MP3s. And who created MP3s? Creative were the first one. Mm. And Apple used an existing idea to make iPods what it is today. Yep. It's actually the same piece of technology, just that they made, they made it into something better. that has yeah better <laughs> has more space, cooler looking, and they sold like a, a cool product to be associated with uh, to have a, to even that signature white color earphones. Like mm, yeah. last time, earphones weren't like uh, how do you like like equal length. Oh yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, right, right. Last right, time right, right. you had one that the left one was shorter, yeah, yeah, and the right one was longer, so it could go over the your, your neck. Yeah. But now look at all the headphones out there. Do you see one like that? No more. Yeah. Hardly, hardly anymore. Everyone is going to that design because of Apple. I mean, I'm saying this out of my ass, but that's what I noticed. But I haven't read it somewhere, but I've noticed <laughs> that for a long time. <laughs> yeah, and. Because it looks cooler and their advertisements is a, a black person and that's the only thing that's white. So it's like a shadow that's dancing, holding the iPod, having the time of his life. If you notice, those are the kind of advertisements that leaves an impression. Yeah. And a bit of empowering also. Yeah, and credit to them, they choose the most kick-ass songs in all their commercials. Commercials. And they put a lot of thought into it. So it's so back to the back to the thing about invention versus innovation. Invention is creating something all all new. Totally new. Nothing in the world has seen this before. That's invention. Innovation is taking an existing idea and making it into something better. So that's what a lot of brands are doing very well these days. So if you say coffee, Starbucks are Starbucks as much as an overpriced coffee, is able to make it into a even a fashion statement, fashion statement, a uh, social cause and everything. And it became like, you know, the king of coffee or the queen of coffee or whatever yeah. because, it, I mean, the Starbucks logo, logo is a lady, so, okay, queen of coffee, yeah. maybe. So, think about it. In this day of age, right, when invention is so hard to come by because, you know, ev- we have almost everything possible in our lives already, go for innovation. Right? Don't worry about don't worry about uh 
coming out with a totally new, uh, groundbreaking new idea, yes. As long as you can make our existing products around us or our lives better, that's great innovation. Yeah. So that's innovation versus in- invention. Coming out with something new and coming out with something better based on something existing that's, that already exists. And then the other point that I mentioned is leaders and followers where, I mean not I mentioned, sorry, Jason mentioned, okay. Leaders are celebrated so much, but followers should be celebrated as well. Just because followers are the ones who make it happen. Leaders came up with the idea, but without the followers, the idea wouldn't become a reality. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, the thing that I find Starbucks so successful is that they are telling you how much profit they are making, and outrightly so, and still they are being, they are still able to attract people, and just show something is that honesty really sells. Yeah. I mean, you can only lie that many times until people find out. Like, isn't the true essence of marketing, despite popular belief that marketing is like, like lies in a way, in a sense, spinning, spinning tales, but isn't the true essence of marketing honesty then? <laughs> it is. I guess it, I mean, honesty is a, is a very good tool because a lie a lie only lasts as long as people believe it. The more people don't believe it, truth is truth will prevail. prevail. Like look at how we live our lives. Do we feel? Don't we feel better when we are being honest with ourselves? Yeah. As compared to trying to live a life that is Instagrammable. <laughs> Do don't we feel? Don't you feel tired that you have to? Live your life based on this certain set of rules that you have showcased to the world. Like, I have to be partying every Saturday. I have to be doing this every Sunday. I have to visit a new cafe every week. Like, I mean, unless you are genuinely enjoying all of these things, then by right, go ahead. But if you can't afford and you don't enjoy, then what's the point? <laughs> Living a a life that you know you're not capable of? You, you know, it reminds me of that video that we watched before Jason came in on his Instagram. Yeah. He was wearing this suit. Then <laughs> after that, <laughs> yeah, we, we, we will put a link in the show notes. Yeah. Now that you said this, right? I think we need to ask Jason, is he actually <laughs> criticizing, you know, Instagram, the Instagram culture in general? Because knowing knowing him as an artistic person, right, I'm pretty sure there's some uh, there should be some reason why he did it. And I think that it's partly for satirical purposes. Yeah. I I think so. Like he mentioned that his favorite film was Scott Pilgrim versus mm. the world and he pokes fun at Stereotypes uh, certain, and yeah, certain pop cultures, yeah, kind of thing. So it wouldn't be hard to imagine that he's actually doing it for fun. Yeah, not because not that I mentioned it. It reminds me, really, uh, the video. But then again, <laughs> it's not like I believe it's both. Okay, like they are both 
like it's both sides of the coin. Like mm. one is he wants the attention because it's funny. Yeah. And the other one is he's also poking fun. Uh. So I I think it's a mutual thing. Yeah, but they don't live. I mean, as much we can we can we can tell people and everything, but it is always easier to you know lie yourself, lie to yourself and lie to people, and just live like that because. It just it just feels like when you sometimes when you lie, you're able to cover up your flaws. I mean, most people lie because they have certain flaws that they don't want people to notice, right? I mean, that that is just one of the many reasons, of course. But I would say the largest part of lying is because you wouldn't look weak in front of people, not not to look strong, but most of the time not to look weak. And it all comes from insecurity. It all comes from the kind of perspec- percep- perception that we have of the society where it doesn't celebrate failures or rather f- mistakes and obstacles, difficulties, you know. When all these difficulties, failures, everything should be celebrated because there's a lesson to be learned. Yeah, there's I something to be improved. Yeah, yeah. Like, this is the thing I realised that you know, failure has always been some... Like recently, because of entrepreneurship, uh-huh. so everybody's like on the failure bandwagon. Yeah. Like fail more, fail more, but you can only fail more if there's something good coming out of that failure. If you learn something, you yes. don't just fail and then okay, I fail, yay! <laughs> I don't think it works that way. You need to fail and then realize that what can be improved, what steps can be done, and what is the learning point or the moral of that failure instead of just saying that I need to fail because society says that failure is good failure is going to make me stronger <laughs> but if you're going <laughs> to fail 10 times and learn nothing from it then you're just an idiot <laughs> yeah it's the I think you call it the failure porn or something ah uh, yes 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 right. that's what I've been reading on, on Medium where they say that uh, just because successful people it's reported that successful people fail this number of times yeah. doesn't mean that doesn't mean that you fail that many times then you become successful. Yeah. It's not a formula kind of thing. Yes. Right? It's Even just though like they say failure is the root to success. In or the mother of success. Yeah. Failure is the mother of success, but that doesn't mean that success is always... That doesn't mean that failure cannot birth another failure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but there are instances <laughs> where people just get su- success overnight. Right. Yeah, but those are mostly luck. So. Yeah, and that could happen. I mean, looking back at all overnight successes, I'm not talking about my ass also, but most <laughs> overnight ex- successes are don't usually last. from luck. Yeah, it's either don't last or they're from luck. Um, and yeah, a, a good example is that is One Hit Wonders One Hit Wonders so like songs that get really famous like bands that ah, are okay. famous because of one song yeah. but after that you don't hear from them because it just you cannot miss you cannot what? Yeah. like you're only good for that one song and then subsequently you don't get the attention that you had because you're not relevant I guess uh, your thing is just not quality 
don't have the right quality. So those are overnight success to me. Yeah, one hit wonders, right? There was even a, a movie that was made out of this band that was famous because of one song. Not sure if you know. But Tom Hanks was in it. He said, the song is called Doing That Thing You Do, that one. Do you know? <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there was like, the movie was about them. Oh, okay. Yeah. I forgot the movie, but yes. They were only famous for that song. And then how they crash and burn after that song. <laughs> <laughs> so they actually made a whole movie out of it. Okay. Probably Google it out. Yeah. Anything you want to add? I was going to write another article, actually. Based on Jason? Yes, based on J- what, what Jason said also. And it's more of... Okay, it's, it's not something new, but... Because we mentioned about judgment towards the end, right? We, s- we said that how, 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 how can you deal with judgment when you are doing your stuff, right? Or how, how, how does it deal with judgment even? Then, then, then we mentioned that you know we were so caught up with our own voices and everything. How people ju- would judge, you know, oh, what, what was this do? We start saying, uh, you know, what the accents were, like all the kind of stuff. Then he said that if you want to make, if you want to get anything done, at all, if you want to have a chance at anything, at all, screw judgment and just do it. Yeah, because you're gonna get judgment no matter what you do. Yeah. <laughs> Every single thing that you do. And he also mentioned about, you know, selling out on <laughs> on his passion and everything. He he mentioned that he's not he he was and will never be a practical person. <laughs> and I think some of us can, can relate to that, you know. You know, a lot of things we do they're not practical at all. If you you pass it through the logical and practical test, it's not I tell you you get negative. What is the in unpractical thing that you have done? The impractical thing that I've done, I would probably s- say that um, m- there there are many uh, but I would say in secondary school, the concert band. That's not really practical. No, because I give you a purpose. Give me a purpose, but uh. But whether it's practical or not is another thing because I kind of gave up my studies <laughs> for concert band. Yeah. Well, probably, but you got where you needed to be, right? What In do you mean? In a sense, like a poly, it's not like you went to ITE. No, actually, ITE, in fact, ITE is not bad. It's just saying that, I'm just, I'm just saying that, it's not, like comparing flunk. it's not like you flunk your yeah, yeah, it's not like I flunk, but I'm just saying that and we're not saying that IT is bad or worse than poly or poly is worse than JC. No that's not what I'm saying. No, no, I mean okay, let's be practical about this. Clearly IT is not as good as a poly. I mean that's the fact what there's no point uh, sugar coating it. I guess okay. If you look at it in terms of academic wise. Yeah, you yes. need to go to a IT before you can go to poly. I mean that's if you can't make it a poly la. You can yeah. only advance after get advanced to a poly after f- completing your night tech or something. Okay, I think because 
I think because the okay, the main difference here is ITE doesn't give you a diploma. The only the only place you can get a diploma is at a polytechnic. Yeah. Okay, so okay, fine. I guess that's <laughs> a that's a fair point, but Yeah, and the JC is always seen as more superior than the polytechnic. Because it's a direct route to university. Based on the admission points, right? The yeah. points system. Okay, fine. <laughs> but we're not saying that IT people are bad or anything. Okay, but whatever. Okay. I would say that it was impractical because I could have spent a lot more time on studies and still did my concept stuff. And still have done as well, but because I was even outside of the band the band room, inside I- even outside Play of Dota. practicing no no. If, even outside of practicing the my, my, my musical instrument, right? I was just hanging out. Well that's impractical. Right? You were a kid what? Yeah, I was a kid. I'm not I saying mean, that. There's no excuse. There's no excuse, but no one actually thought of all these kind of things or like prioritizing, yeah. managing time. At that age, we just wanted to have fun, <laughs> <laughs> and we still do. <laughs> yes, but it's just that we know that we have bigger responsibilities if we don't manage our time or bigger repercussions. Yeah, and I know. I mean. Okay, maybe let me put into perspective what is practical and what is impractical. I would say what's practical is to sell your hours. Okay, sell your hours in the day as much as possible for as much money as as you can. That's that's the most practical way, right? Because trading your time for as much money as you can. I guess it gives you the biggest ROI. Yeah, that's the practical thing. But impractical thing is things like watching a Netflix movie or something. Why do you always use Netflix? Because <laughs> right now, right now on my mind, I want to watch. Anything is like on Netflix, like no, for you. There is okay. There's this. There's this. Digress to digress a bit. <laughs> there's this movie that I really want to watch on Netflix. I've been waiting for months. Jeez. Oh, da. Oh. The okay, one with okay. Jake Gyllenhaal in it. And then we there's Glenn in it. Walking Dead's oh. Glenn, the actor. Steven Yuan. Okay. Steven Yuan, actually. Okay. So, it's... And it's directed by a Korean Korean director. The director who, who directed Snowpiercer. Okay. And some actors in Snowpiercer are inside also. So, I, I've, been, I've been looking forward to that movie for a very long time. And it's been out just today. Yes, that's yesterday actually. Yeah, just yesterday. Okay. So, want, so I want to watch it. That's why, I, yeah, Netflix. Okay, but anyway, in practical, it's Netflix, ah. You know what I mean? It, it, it only serves as entertainment. Even though arguable, arguably it keeps you sane. Okay. Well, I don't, I don't see Netflix as something that keeps me sane. I just see it as a form of balance. Yeah. Sometimes it's a time for you to unwind, you know, just don't yeah. think of anything and... Be entertained. Sometimes we need to be entertained. Yes. It can't be all work and no play. It just makes it meaningless. Yep. Yeah. I mean, in that sense, that is impractical. Yeah. La. Or I mean, even... Because it's only impractical if there isn't a better use for it of that time. That's how you look at it? 
Yeah, I I think okay. that's that's how I look at it. Fine. Then maybe maybe I'm a bit too hard on like uh-huh. impracticality. Because there's some there's certainly some form of ROI from you practicing so much on band. There is certainly is, I guess. something that came out of it. Well yeah, I know be- how to because I'm not downplaying anything, but because uh-huh. I was in a music CCA and I hated it. So I I feel that it was a marvel that you could put in so much effort into something that I hated. <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's different uh yours band, mine is a Chinese orchestra. I mean it's roughly the same. It is roughly the same. Uh, yeah. Even though the rivals are actually but for you to even be so disciplined to practice, it actually breeds some kind of discipline in you. I guess if you look at it that way... Yeah, it's not impractical anyway. It carries on throughout. But for me, the only thing that was beneficial for me from the CCA was just that two points. I was only doing that for that two points. Off your O-level score. Yeah. And it proved to be very good in the end. I helped me get into where I wanted to be. So that's still practical. Yeah. <laughs> Even though I hate that and I skipped a lot, I don't probably think I didn't really deserve that. <laughs> of practical use. Yeah, but... You I still mean, had a practical use for it. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Just on your perspective, I guess. Hmm. Okay, fair enough. So, practical is just utilizing your time. Yeah. Okay? Impractical is just using your time on something that you know could, you know be, could be better. Used better like okay. Utilize better. So impractical is watching watching a movie on yes movies. <laughs> practical is watching movies on Netflix and well, paying for it. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's another another <laughs> argument. Okay, then my fine. I was just <laughs> fucking nonsense. But yeah. But Honestly, I would say that after speaking with Jason last week, it kind of solidified my decision to subscribe to Netflix. <laughs> yeah, just because... I would say that I was really ready to subscribe to Netflix after the, just the trial. It. Yeah, it just, it, just made me, it just made the decision easier. Yeah, because knowing that someone is on the same mindset, the same frequency as you... Advocating that makes it easier. At the end of the day, we like to be told what to do. <laughs> to a certain extent, yes. La. Just because, I, I mean, we all need information. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess we are running out of time for this week's episode. So we catch up again next week. But just to wrap up, some of the points that we talked about is one you can you can read you can read the first point through the article on theanecdotes.net slash blog. So what's the first point? The first point is it's okay even if you cannot create. Just make sure that you contribute as mm-hmm. much as you can. In the best way you can. Yeah. So if you are cook, just make sure you cook very well. Don't give people food poisoning. Don't cook nonsense because honestly 
I'm pretty sure all of us will be sick of eating shit food. It doesn't matter how much it costs. Even if it costs cheap, but we still don't eat shit food. Second point, which which is going to be an article, and hopefully I can get it done today and to but either today or tomorrow. I'm gonna post it up. It's about followers and leaders. So leaders are always celebrated, but followers are always ignored or even disregarded. But that shouldn't be the case because I leaders can't come up with the ideas. But for ideas to become reality, you need people who execute it. Who are usually the followers. And the last point, if you want to get anything done at all, screw judgment. Yeah. Actually, just to uh, digress a little. Yeah. I don't know like whether I'm a why or a how person. <laughs> so if you could give any takeaway to anybody listening, like whether they are a why or a how person, how would you go about it? Okay. <laughs> the easiest way I can put it, right? Actually you mentioned it just now also. Okay. What? Are you are you are you an idea person or are you a perspective person? Do you can I uh, can you come up with different ideas on a daily basis or do you think about a lot of new things that possibly people have never thought of it before or are you always thinking about different perspectives to a same idea so one is an object okay think of it if you come up with different objects then you're probably a, a why person or if you can see a very clear vision that this is what this is the direction you want to go to you're a why person but if you know that, if you don't know a, a direction that you want to go to, but when you see someone going in the, dire- in the direction, right, you know that you can help that person achieve that goal. So if you're that, you're probably the how person. Okay. If, you're fine, if you're fine with watching someone succeed, yeah. you should be a how person. But if you genuinely want to succeed, you have a very good idea you want to succeed, just that you don't know how to execute it. You don't know how to get it done. You don't know how to start. don't know how to... That you know, okay, you see the end goal, but you cannot see the path. Then you're a white person. So is it me asking you to do the forecast means I'm a white person? No, I... In that sense, I would say, yes, you came up with the why. And I came up with... <laughs> majority of the how. I wouldn't say come up with everything. Okay, yes. But I came up majority of the how. Okay, that's all. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, so we'll see everyone next week. Okay. Thanks. Thanks. Bye. That's it. Thank you for staying until the end of the podcast. If you enjoyed this, share this with your friends and tag us on Instagram or Facebook to connect with us. We'd appreciate any sort of feedback. Be sure to check out the show notes at theanecdotes.net. T-H-E-A-N-E-C-D-O-T-E-S.net. Thank you once again. <laughs>